Welcome to the Money Down. We got a very special guest today, Sony Michelle, two-time champ, South Florida legend. Two stacks. Oh, yeah, two Big stacks. <laughs> Trying to come on here, man. Super Bowl champ. <laughs> yes, sir. But I like to start in the beginning, man. Let's take us back, you know, back to Broward County, eighth grader. Fresh, uh, not even eighth grade on varsity. Yeah, grade I, on I, varsity. I, I remember when I first, I remember when I first heard about you. One of my best friends, he went to North Broward Prep. I think I like went out to one of his games. He like, like yeah, we, we got heritage coming up. They got an eighth grade out here running for two hundred <laughs> yards. I'm like, wait, oh, man, ain't no, way. <laughs> like, ain't no way. So I went home, and looked at looked at rivals and stuff, looking at some highlights. I'm like, I'm like, damn, for sure they go, they go this dude running, you know, towing the field. How how did that come about? How you become an eighth grader? on varsity out there killing yeah. everybody. Um, shoot, it, it was a, a strange process where um, at the time I was in public school and actually I was actually just trying to get in my right grade. Yeah. So me and my little league coach, we started like seeking out private schools. I don't know what made us come up with this idea, but we was like, you know, if you go to a private school, you kind of get in your right grade. Because in little league, I always played – with guys older than me, because you know, at the time we used to play by pounds. I used to always play like with guys that was way older than me. So I was just like, I might as well try to work my way up to get my right grade. I only I, I was held back one time in the third grade. So we went to uh, di- different schools, and they were just like, nah, like you too young. We looking for like guys that's ready to play. Um, and then American Heritage, we went to American. We went to American Heritage. Uh, they was hosting like an FBU camp, like a meeting. It wasn't even a camp. It was like a meeting. And we went there. We kind of introduced ourselves to the coach. And the coach kind of was like a little disinterested or whatever. But I, I get it. I was super young at the time. I was in like sixth or seventh grade at the time. Um, and then, you know, the, my my little league coach got into contact with the office coordinator at the time. I was like, listen, you just need to see this dude like out on the field. Right. And he had came to watch me like just do a workout one time. And then like I had dove for a pass. And he was like, all right, I seen enough. Like we need to in a um in school. Um and they actually was recruiting my brother because he was older than me. So they cause they wanted older kids and they seen me and it was like, Oh yeah, boom, we gotta have them. Gotta have them both. So I went to Heritage. Um and then at the time when I got to Heritage. I didn't even get put in my right grade. It was so crazy. <laughs> 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 Things happened so fast. Things happened so fast where it was just like, boom, I just got enrolled. I went through the whole process. Um, and I remember when I first got there, like, like I was almost like the you know, I was almost like an animal at the zoo. I was so big. I was so bigger than other the other seventh. Mind you, I was in seventh grade, so I was so much bigger than other seventh graders that when I went to my class, I was like the first one in class. I had to make sure I knew I was going, and like I had sat down in my seat and I had turned around, and everybody was like, you know. Window like y'all see that new seven? The kind of was just like, bro, y'all are tripping. Like, but you know, coming from public school, everybody big or old, yeah, they yeah. stayed back, so it was kind of the norm. But when I got to private school, it was a little different. They never seen, I guess, someone like me, so I was just kind of like, all right, y'all are tripping, relax. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So then, at the time, 
um, when I when I enrolled, I kind of enrolled like mid seventh grade, and I started running track. Um, and I was running track, and I was on the varsity track team um, at the time, racing, you know, all kinds of people. Like we're talking about. I remember I was on a four by one racing against you know um, Harry was, was it Harry from Nah. Yeah, so there's some fast people out there. Where you're like, you're around, around that uh, time. Kayvon Webster was on the 4x1. Yeah. He was in the school. Yeah, yeah. he was a senior at the time. Them boys were rolling. Um, I was racing against, there was a, there was a dude, was uh, DeMar Dorsey from DeMar BA. DeMar Dorsey from BA, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it was just a lot of people I I, I I raced against, and I was giving them a little some work, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... You know, I was kind of feeling myself a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to play varsity. I had it in my head. So I went to PE class one day, which the the, the offensive coordinator was the PE coach at the time. So um, I went to PE class telling all the kids in PE, like, yeah, I'm going to play varsity. I'm going to play varsity. I'm going to try to play varsity. And they kind of was like, like, you tripping. You crazy. Like, these boys in high school. So they, like, ran back and told the coach, like, oh, Sony said he's going to play varsity. Sony said he's going to play varsity. And the coach at the time, like, put me in my place. He was like, he ain't playing varsity, bro. Like, this is chill. So I was just like, I almost kind of felt disrespected because he was just, it was just like, you're not even going to give me a chance. Um, so I basically um, went, oh, so at the time I was running track, um, they had they hosted a seven-on-seven seven one weekend. I was like, I'm going to go to that seven-on-seven. Seven. I went to the seven on seven and just went crazy. And then the head coach was out there. And he was like, "Yeah, he ain't playing JV." <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that. Then, like, so I played that spring. So my first varsity game was actually in seventh grade, like spring ball. God, um, damn. yeah. So and we were actually what? playing against. Um, not Glade Central. It was like Glade's Day. It's like a private school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where um, Kelvin Taylor went. Fred Taylor's son. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I remember the first game. Coach pulled me to the side, and he was just like, "That's Fred. That's Fred Taylor's son." And he was like a young phenom. He played varsity in grade two. He was like, "Yeah, over there they got Fred Taylor's son tonight. You my son." And mind you, this is my first game. I don't, in my head, I ain't thinking no big deal of it. Uh, first kit return to that bit to the crib. But I ain't really do much in that game. Um, but then you know, once once that happened, uh, it was just kind of like up from there. Like you know, they I actually played different positions at the time. Like they tried me out at linebacker, safety. Like I was playing different positions, and they actually brought a running back in at the time. Um, the running back got hurt, and then that's when that's when that's when they that's when they put me in and then they made him go to defense (laughs) (laughs) we've seen enough this this whole big thing came about where it was just like oh this eighth grader this eighth grader which I ain't never think nothing of it I was just thinking like this is what we do where I'm from like we just play ball we like to compete and we like we try to we want to win um and then you know I got a lot of scrutiny for 
oh, he ain't playing against nobody. He playing against those mm. private school kids. And then I kind of had to go through that world, just like, oh, he too old. He doing this. He ain't really that age. So, but for me, I was just like, man, I'm going to just keep doing what I do. Um, and yeah, that was, that was, that was kind of the beginning, the start of it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got to ask you, bro, what, what was, cause I know, I know the, the yardage that you racked up through your whole career. Shit, middle school and high school was crazy. You got to give us the number. It sound when you say it, I know people going to be like, ain't no way in hell. But <laughs> no, you, was, you was rushing for a rack early, like. <laughs> early, yeah. So eighth grade year, I rushed for 1,800. That shit crazy. What? <laughs> yeah. what? And I ain't think nothing of it, but like at the time, coach was giving me like 20, 30, 35. He was pushing. He was like. A game? Yeah, like a game. Hey, this shit <laughs> real in South Florida, Warren. This ain't Illinois, man. Nah, bro. Hey, I, ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I kind of, you know what I'm saying? We, we be talking about it, how they be illegally recruiting in Florida. So I got a little bit of that, but I ain't gonna say nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, they be illegally recruiting down there. Ain't nobody legally recruiting, man. Hey, like I said, I ain't gonna say nothing, man. I'm just going on what I hear. I'm so, just going on what I hear. So from, from that point, like, obviously, like, when did the, the offers start coming in? The college coach, I'm sure it probably started you know, from eighth grade on, I'm sure. Yeah. Are you really, like, to me, I mean, I, I had some some friends that played at Little League with me that went to American Heritage. Like, they like they played it. They was okay, but, like, they wasn't, like, nothing big time. But, like, when you got there, that's really when the program shifted. So, like, what was that like for you? I think you really put American Heritage football on the map. So, like, how was it carrying that weight? <laughs> um, at the, You know, I feel like for any, what you would call it, a pioneer, yeah. Um, any any person that's going through some type lie. of breakthrough, <laughs> it's, it's hard, bro. Cause like I was dealing with, oh, he too old. He ain't playing against nobody. He need to play real competition. He ain't that good. So for me, it was almost disrespectful. And uh, we weren't really winning at the time. Yeah. Right. Um, so we played the game to win. We wasn't winning. So, but it's so crazy because at the time. I think we went like two seasons where we wasn't winning. I was like, man, I want to transfer. Yeah. I want to go play somewhere where, we, where they win. And I want, I wanted to go to St. Thomas at the time. I had went home. I said, like, I told my mom, I said, yeah, I want to go to St. Thomas. She, she's like, she shut that down quick. She's like, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. So, you know, I think that's kind of when, um, you know, things really started to shift because um, I had I've always had the same kind of trainer. Yeah. He's been training me. So when I got to Heritage, I met this trainer, Mike Smith. He's been training me since seventh grade, and um, we kind of just was like, we used to train just like clockwork, like yeah. Monday through Sunday, just <laughs> on some like it was fun. It wasn't even like you know. It was just so fun to us, like, you know what I'm saying? So we used to always train, and then guys used to see that. Um, I think people that used to come take tours uh, to, to that, that wanted to come to Heritage to play football, they used to always see me training, and he's like, oh, that's the eighth grader, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So everybody wanted to come to be the next eighth grader. Yeah. Um, and then as we started stacking our team, we kind of started shifting the focus on, you know, what we want to do. Cause we at that point we never won a state championship in school history. Yeah. We were just kind of like, bro, we can't keep 
losing. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to start making a stamp for ourselves. So it took some time. Um, it took about to my senior year, which we went. That's when we finally won our first uh, state championship in school history, and then we probably won about four or five more after that. Sheesh. <laughs> they, they got a damn, they got a damn NFL factory over there with them boys. <laughs> like you said, like you said, though, it really started with him. And I just want to give credit to both of y'all, James and Sony. I know uh, y'all boys real deal. That's that team you was on, James St. Thomas. That was one of them teams. Right, like you had to see play growing up yeah. as a kid in South Florida, right? With you, Gio, um, Rashad Green, uh, you know, Phil, all them guys, Marcus Joyner, y'all team was loaded. And then, you know, with me coming up, me and Sony really like the same kind of in yeah. the same, you know, age group. And it just always like, man, Heritage got this, got this phenom. <laughs> I think well, Sony, you was on the front cover, of, like ESPN, <laughs> like, the, the yeah, ESPN yeah. magazine, like. So it, just it was down um, on the boat for y'all. What was it like? Uh, it was that like that high school sports yeah. ESP. It was yeah. like some kind of like it was like the goal. Like I want to get on the front page. Yeah, of that. yeah. <laughs> and that and, and and that shit is like unheard of. So if you get on there, you really gotta be real deal gangster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta be gangster. So crazy because um, I was I had seen like a picture of. Like you remember they had like the high school top twelve yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and like everybody on there was juniors and seniors, and then I was on there and I was like, "Start a trend, man." Look back on, but um, yeah, like we, you know, and then me kind of being that young phenom and kind of just building through it. Um, we got our first ESPN game. They came out because they wanted to see. Uh, see, see, see me play, and then that kind of just sparked a, a, a little spark on American heritage, and kind of gave him some 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 national recognition. Um, and then from there, you know, just I think once one person do it, or they can they can see it, or they see a person next to him, like, dang, this dude was just here training, and now he, boom. You know, saying he gets to be on ESPN or he gets to be on the cover of a magazine. If he can do it, I can do it. So you kind of make you kind of help people become believers in a sense. Yeah, for sure, sure. And then, so obviously, you go to Georgia. I'm sure you probably had every offer in America at that yeah, point. Ask, yeah. Why? Why you choose Georgia out of all of those? Um. At and, and to your point, I had every offer. Um, which oh, is crazy. Shit. <laughs> which is, which is it's, it's crazy. And, and it's cool. Like, you know, everybody wants every offer, but it's cool. But I got to a point where um, it was really hard for me because I thought about it like, damn, I got every offer in the country, but I only got one right choice. You feel yeah. me? Like, back then, there ain't no transfer portal. You transfer, you, <laughs> yeah, you sit out. Yeah. So, I got to make, out of all these offers, I got to make one right choice. And then I got to a point where um, I didn't know where I wanted to go. I was just like, bro, I'm in my, junior, my sophomore-ish going into junior season. I was like, bro, I don't, I don't know what school I want to go to. Actually, Georgia was one of my last offers. They offered me my junior year. <laughs> yeah, they came in and Coach, was, he was straight up. He was like, I ain't going to lie. I know I'm late, but I just want to let you know you got an offer. Um, and I, it was just one thing that stuck with me that I was just like, something different about this dude. And that's Brian McClendon. Um, he's actually a receivers coach there now. Um, and he came in, he was just like, listen, um, 
I really, I ain't really got much time to recruit you, but I'm gonna let you know straight up. When you, if you come to Georgia, I'm gonna let you run with the first team. If you're good enough, you're gonna play. If you're not good enough, you're not gonna play. Straight like that. And I was just like, I take my chance. Yeah. You can keep it 100 with me. Like, I had some, I had some coaches kind of like, Try to feed me all types of recruiting pitches that I just knew, like <laughs> yeah, y'all, <some> bullshit. <laughs> like, like University of Miami. They told me they was just like, you know, if you commit to to Miami, your your announcement gonna be bigger than LeBron. He came. Miami is on coochies at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like you know, going to going to Georgia, like you know, it being like such a dominant program. You know, I know you had a, a a stacked running back room every year you were there. Obviously, you know, you did, you had the success that you had, but what was that like for you stepping in as a freshman and having to compete with the guys you had in your room? Uh, it was crazy. I mean, now looking back on it, that was, that was a pretty, that was a but ultimately it just it make you better you know what i'm saying like it's either you're gonna swim or you're gonna drown type of situation where it's just like okay we got some dogs but crazy and ironically i honestly in my head believe i was better than every one of them you know what i'm saying yeah yeah in in training camp you know, I'm thinking like, bro, I was going hard. Like you talking about practicing hard. And and then I see Todd Gurley where it's like, bro, I'm working harder than this dude. I'm going to take his spot. Boom, boom, boom. And then, you know, come first game, we play Clemson. And this man down there won the Heisman just off that game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he went crazy. Yeah, was like, different level, though. Yeah. <laughs> how, how am I ever going to play? So um, I got my first, you know, typical story where, uh, I got a chance to play on special teams early in the game. And I think that's what gave um, coach, you know, confidence to put me in because he like, okay, this moment ain't too big for him. But on special teams, like first kickoff, first, I think first kickoff of the game, I went down there and like, I got down there so fast that I almost could have tackled the dude, but I wasn't really sure. I was like, dang, I could have tackled the dude. <laughs> I ain't really made it. Somebody else made the tackle from the other side. Um, I was playing like R. I think I was playing like R two, but yeah, I was like first yeah. yeah. <laughs> So when I went to the sideline. My roommate was like, my roommate at the time, he was just like, "Yo, all you gotta do is just dive. You are gonna make the tackle." But you was down there so fast. So the next kickoff came, went down there sliding again. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> so and then uh, after that, coach, after that drive, coach was like, "Hey, next drive you going in?" You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, I got to look couple totes. Um, and obviously Nick, he was recruited with me, mm-hmm. Nick Tubb. So he got he got a chance to play as well. Um, but it was so crazy because like my freshman year, I got hurt, so I missed six games. So now I get hurt. Todd gets suspended for those allegations for um like getting paid or something. So yeah. Nick get his chance to start. He just go crazy. He taking advantage. <laughs> I'm thinking like, man, everybody gonna forget about me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I gotta figure out how to kind of get back in rotation. So I just kind of put my head down, went to work, and it was just like, all right, you know, I gotta figure my way through this rotation. Yeah, for 
Sure. Hey, so so you know, obviously TG. Um, I want to say what Keith Marshall was. Keith he, Marshall, he was there. Keith Marshall was there. Now they had a room. They, they room was stacked. <laughs> yeah, um, but obviously, like you and Nick, kind of took Georgia to a whole nother level. Like you know, those guys was able to leave their mark, but you and Nick was like that group where y'all finally got over that hump where y'all was, y'all was making it to the SEC championship, right? Y'all, y'all went to a national championship. Y'all went to the chip. How'd that (laughs) feel for both of y'all, bro, to also be like that one, two dynamic punch that, that you need in college football and the league now to really be successful. Um, I think I'd be telling the young boys, like, even when I go back to like heritage, I tell them, bro, you want to play with another back. That's good. Cause one it's going to keep you sharp. Because if you ain't sharp, he's just going to take off. He's going to make you look like you ain't doing nothing. Yeah. But if you're competitive enough, you stay right there on his hip, you're going to make it happen. Um, and, and me and Nick, we were always, like, super competitive. And um, and it was, it was never, like – I mean, so it was so competitive where if he would score a touchdown, I would be happy for him. I need mine. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like I gotta go. It would push me like but I got, when I get in the game, I gotta go make something shape. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So, but I was always happy for him. Like it got to a point where our senior year, um, we used to sub each other in and out. It was it was just so we had rules too, like again and again, because we was roommates. So anytime before games, like we room and he would just be like, Hey bro, you wanna start this game? And I tell him, like, nah, bro, you like them boys are gonna be high. Yeah, yeah, I know you always you always <laughs> say that shit. <laughs> you can take that. Right? <laughs> you go find the ball and then wear him down and I come in, you know what I'm saying, and get get the dice in. And sometimes we will switch. You feel me? I'm like, I I got you. Let me go try to wear him down a little bit. Um, but we we also had little rules where and, and it was little signs, cause like if he would have his legs crossed, I know he was tired. And I was just running the game, he'll run out. Or we had this running back rule that that coach that recruited me created. If you get stopped within inside the five yard line, you got to come out because yeah. you don't deserve. It's almost like that's Dang. like the money down. That's like the money play. Like you, yeah. you got to get in the end zone. So whether if you broke an eighty yard run and got caught in the within the five, you got to come out. Or oh, if it's uh, a goal line play, you got stopped. You got to come out. You don't deserve, come <laughs> that's out. tough. That's tough. So if you get stopped. Don't even just you know what it is. Put your head down and don't jog it on. We had these little rules that kind of made it super competitive. So now it's like, you want me to come get that touchdown or you gonna get in there? So um, it just kind of created a competitive nature around the whole team too. Cause like our mindset was kind of shifted. Like, all right, now that going into that senior year, Georgia always had a seat at the table, right? You start the season, we top 10. You know what I'm saying? So, like, at what point are we really going to make our mark? And that's kind of was, like, our focus for that season. We was like, but we don't really care about stats because if we ball, the stats going to come, and they yeah. did. Like, everybody was able to eat, get their stats. Um, and even, like, for me, like, little goals that I always had, like, and it was always super competitive. Like, I told my trainer before going into senior year, I was just like, you know, my goal is to try to, get drafted before Nick. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it's going to yeah. take. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I got to try to do what I got to do to get drafted for Nick, and I'm gonna, I got to make it happen. Um, and then, you know, fortunately, I was able to make it happen or 
ironically it happened because I don't really control that that draft. You know how crazy it is, yeah, but. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the draft, yeah, speaking of the draft, yeah, get the phone call from New England. Did you have any inclination that you was possibly coming to New England, or did you have any inclination that you was going first round, that type of thing? Did you think you was going day one at all, or do you figure it was like a day two, day three type of thing? Because running backs wasn't, you know, really going first round like that. It'd probably be one, you know, most mm-hmm. of the time. You see, who was it, the kid that went to Seattle? I forgot his name. Penny. Uh, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. He he went before you, then you got drafted a couple picks later. So what was that moment like getting drafted by New England? So going through the whole draft prep, you know, you got the talk, hey, you might go late. You might slip in the first. Yeah. Definitely second, latest third round. Yeah. Just getting that big range to the point where I was like, all right, the range is a little too big for me. So I ain't finna have no draft party. Yeah. And I damn sure enough ain't going to the draft because I ain't finna be embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, ain't, you ain't finna embarrass me because like I was I was at the draft the whole week. The day of the draft, I flew home. Yeah, yeah. I was and like, yeah. Sitting there in them cameras. I just want to chill. They asked that I want cameras. I said no cameras, no nothing. Um, but it's so crazy that I didn't really think about it. But um, right before the draft started. Coach Smart texted me from Georgia. He hit me and was like, hey, Bill just texted me and asked me about your knees. (laughs) (laughs) Sound about right. (laughs) He texted me and asked me about your knees. And I was just like, he never really had, which is crazy because I never had knee problems at Georgia. So it was like, you know, I'm good. Um, Then obviously the draft happens. Saquon goes number two. Oh, and it's so crazy because, like, there's a couple teams, you know, they tell you they finna draft you <laughs> and they don't draft you. Like, so Seattle was one of them, right? Because, yeah. you know, the OC at the time was my old OC in college. Go visit them. They told me, like, yeah, we finna draft you. Like, that's a done deal. You know what I'm saying? So they picked Rashad Penny at the time. Um, and then, like, you know how, like, you got the top five running backs. He wasn't even in the top five running backs. So, to me, the draft is messed up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now they got to get back on track and start drafting back in order. So, I'm just like, dang. Once he got drafted, I was pissed. Like, I'm like, right. <laughs> I'm, about to, I'm about to drop. I'm going to drop to third round at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I'm thinking the worst. Yeah. Um, And then, mind you, we in a group chat, me. Nick Chubb and Isaiah Wynn, we all in a group chat together because we was all roommates and we all going through the draft at the same time. So I go to my room and then Isaiah basically texts the group chat Patriots because he got drafted by the Patriots first. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, congrats, but I'm pissed. I'm in a room just basically about to go to bed. But then I'm like, bro, I just turn on the TV. I turn on the TV. I'm just chilling, just watching it. And then phone call come um, and it's like, yeah, uh, I know. They got the little little Foxborough. Yeah, Foxborough. And at that time, like, I don't know what MA is. Who this is? So I answered it, and it was um Robert Kraft at the time. He was like, Hey, it's Robert Kraft. You know, just want to let you know we're going to take you with our next pick. I'm going to pass the phone to Bill Belichick. He passed the phone to Bill. And then at that moment, I was like, like Damn. This shit's yeah, real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, and it goes back to, ironically, it just goes back to just my high school days where I also was just like, man, I want to play on a winning team from yeah. day one. Um, yeah. I got to Georgia, and I was like, 
I just want to be on a winning team. You know, that's all I ever cared about was just winning football games. It, it, it no matter how many yards you got, how what's your stats looking like. If you ain't winning, that shit ain't fun. It ain't fun at all. Right. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm about to go ahead. You, 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 the morning I got drafted, I was like, okay, I'm going to a winning team. But I was also thinking like, boy, I heard so much horror stories. real. Soon as you touch that. So the first thing I did, I had got, I had took my phone and started texting Philip Dorsey like, hey, bro, how much I be running? Don't <laughs> <laughs> worry about the conditioning. It broke off. No, but like speaking of that, man, obviously going to a, a place with winning tradition, man. What was, we don't heard James talk about it, bro. Talk about what it's like playing for Bill, bro. What was it like for you? Share something with us. <laughs> it was dope, but I got it. The crazy thing about it, this is so Patriots right here. So I get drafted first round. You know, every and I'm watching every other first round. Calvin Ridley get drafted first round. Them boys send a jet. Every team send them boys a jet. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got a jet. <laughs> Not lying. They put me on a Southwest flight. <laughs> first class. Ain't no, no first class in the Southwest. Oh, yeah, that's right. Damn. You got you got pick your seat. Yeah, you pick your seat. <laughs> so I was just like, dang, I can't even get the experience on the jet. That's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. That's hilarious. I, I, went on, I went on a visit there, and I feel like they sent me, like, pre-draft visit, they sent me in first class. I, that's crazy. I thought for sure they at least put you in the first that's class. Crazy. Seat, put me on that Southwest flight. But um, they said back you know, my free. Playing for Bill, man, it was it was it was straight. You know, like I think you know he he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a solid coach, like very approachable, like more approachable than you would think. Um, now if you approach him, you gotta come correct. You better come with all your facts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you know, straightforward dude. You know what to expect. He not throwing you no bones. Um, like James you know, talk about that. <laughs> you go to work. Like, listen, we used to, man. Me and James used to sit right next to you. Like, hey, you gonna, gonna let us slide? A couple take a couple periods off. Nope. <laughs> Put your gear on. Go outside. Let's get it. Yeah. But you know, in the moment, it can be, it can be hard. You know what I'm saying? There's good times. There's harder times, and there's bad times. But. Um, ultimately, I'm grateful. You know what I'm saying? Because everything that I've learned from him, from that kind of process, I kind of like structured my life now through that. Like, all right, just taking little things and being like, all right, this worked out for me while I was playing for them. Let me imply this. And like, it works out by having that kind of structure, maybe by not throwing bones, you know what I'm saying? Not taking a day off. Like, ah, maybe I'll sleep in today. Nah, get up, get stay on your routine, little things like that. It helps on a day-to-day basis. Hey, I got to ask you, bro. Obviously, you know, being a huge fan of football, like you said, from Little League, eighth grade, to now you're playing with the Patriots. And in the league, that had a dream come true. Who was that one player or on your team or that you played against where you was just like, damn, like, damn, that's Randy Moss or, or damn, that's Aaron Donald. Like, who who was somebody that you either couldn't wait to compete against, or you you shared the field? Obviously, you shared the field with the goat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. Who was somebody that you looked up to? I think the biggest thing was was Tom Brady when I first got in the meeting room, and I was just sitting there, and 
mind you, coach talking, I'm just looking at Tom like, bro, this time. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, I ain't gonna act like this ain't Tom Brady. Like, I'm watching what he's eating. Like, why he eating them snacks? <laughs> <laughs> drinking that kind of water. Why he got that? <laughs> he used to always have like a towel behind his back. Like, why he got that towel behind his back? <laughs> like, he's watching him and almost like admire it. Like, damn, that's the GOAT, you feel me? And everything he did was just consistently the same every day. He brought the same water jug. He brought the same snacks. Like it was, it was, it was dope. Um, and I'll say number two was Aaron Donald. Like just from the the hype of what it was. Like Aaron Donald. Like if we we trying to run plays and practice, like he couldn't practice. Yeah. Because one, we're not scheming up against him. You know what I'm saying? Other teams scheme up against him. And so if you leave him one on one with a player to play dead, it's dead. Yeah. Dead, that ain't even that ain't an option. So. It's either watching him work was kind of dope, um, you know, just seeing how he go by his business, but also seeing it in person. Like, bro, this dude is like almost like a real deal machine. Like the next Aaron Donald is probably going to be another 50 years from now. You know what I'm saying? It's going to yeah. be like, those are like once in a lifetime kind of players. Um, but I say I say Tom Brady number one and then Aaron Donald number two that I was able to really. Sure. And speaking of that, obviously you got traded you know, to the Rams, you know, not everybody happens to get traded or cut throughout their career. Like, what was that feeling like for you? I know, like, you know, we kind of knew it was <laughs> kind of happened at, like, some point. That's kind of what you wanted in a way. Like, what was that feeling like once it kind of set in? And then what was the differences? Like, New England, you know, going to, to L.A., and obviously it's completely different coaching style. <laughs> like, how did that work for you? <laughs> um, obviously being traded um, – you know, career wasn't going how I wanted to go to go. So I just kind of wanted a little fresh start. And I kind of went in and asked for a trade. It's like, you know, I think I just need to just wanted a fresh start. And, and like, I think that's what's best for me. Um, hey, tell, and, tell him, tell him what Bill told you. When, when, when you <laughs> 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 yeah, I told you when you go to Bill, you got to come with your facts. So, you know, I'm going, I'm sitting in his meeting and I'm trying to just like, you know, any type of, you know, altic- or conversation, hard conversation that you got to have with anybody, you kind of try to hopefully, man, hopefully it just goes smooth and you just get out of it. But, you know, I'm just having a conversation, letting him know, like, hey, coach, you know, I just feel like, you know, it's, you know, I just want a fresh start. You know, I'm not really, you know, I'm running with second team. And, and, and then he's just like, you know, well, you're run, you you play, you play first, second, and third down back. You're the only back doing that. You get every down. <laughs> got third down. Damien got first down. You're the only back. We don't. You're the only back we have that um do every down. And I was just like, yeah, you know. But you know, I just wish you know. But I'm not trying to sound selfish at the same time. You can't sound yeah. selfish with him. I'm just like, you know, I just feel like I should get some looks with the first team. You know what I'm saying? So I can, you know, see. <laughs> I'm just like. And say, yeah, you know, just keep working. You keep working. You and, then, and then in the meeting, he was just like, at some point, he was just like, well, so what do you want me to do? <laughs> you got to be careful because he's the DM. And he's the head coach. Yeah. You can't be selfish with it. You got to be, you got to be a team player at all times. So, and, and at that moment, he got me and I, and I, and I was stuck. In his meeting, right? And I told myself in my head, I said, Sony, if you let him get you, it's over with. Like he's gonna 
I paused for a second and I looked at him. I was like, man, coach, I don't even feel like I'm a part of the team. I feel like, you know, I I just don't feel like a part of the team. And legit, James, you can attest to this. The next day in the meeting, what he did. Yeah, this is how good running back run the ball. When I got traded, though, he did do something that was like respectable because he let me go back to the locker room, you know, say bye to the guys because usually. If you get cut or you get traded, uh, you got you got to go back in the slot. So but, you know, it was it was um it was a crazy transition because you know I had to jump on a flight basically that same day. Um, I had to leave my now fiance at the house to pack up the whole house and make sure yeah. she got to help move all our stuff across the country. Um, but it was it was it was a you know once in a lifetime opportunity. And when I got to the Rams, man, it was a Big, just completely <laughs> different culture. You know what I'm saying? Where at some point I was just, I was almost getting miserable because we wasn't doing enough in my mm-hmm. mind. I came from a place where we were just, everything yeah. was. And then this place was kind of just had a whole different mindset where it was just like, I just want y'all to be fresh for the games. Yeah. Whatever you got to do to get fresh for the games, that's what you got to do. So if we ain't going to practice today or we're going to take some plays out, that's what it's gonna take for us to be fresh to the game and play fast. So it was it was a it was a completely different James, them boys over there vibing, man. <laughs> 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 hey, you, you, you think we gonna practice today? I vividly remember when he when he got traded there and stuff, like like he hit me up at the prank, he'd be like, bruh. Cause I'm on the treadmill, like everybody gone. Like, I, like I feel like I'm supposed to like be doing something. Like it's it's different. Like the the structure in New England, like every day means something, every hour means something. And when you ain't doing something, you feel like you missing some shit. So like, yeah. I can only imagine going to a place like you like, know we're practicing. You know, what I mean? when I um, so when I was in New England, they used to get mad at me. When I used to lead a building, he's like, damn, I it's like eight o'clock. I'm trying to go home. Tony, where you going, was, man? <laughs> when I was with the Rams, bro, no lie. And like, Shaman Vay used to leave way before me. Like, 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 like coach out of there? So, so hey, I'm a big Rams fan, so I'm gonna say, hey, appreciate you, bro. Everything you did for for us Rams fans and the organization. Yeah. We appreciate you. <laughs> uh, but just like talk about like let us know like the difference between coaching styles with Sean McVay and Bill Belichick. Obviously, that's two different generations of coaches, two different two different types of experiences. Like, what was it like for you? You know, do you feel like you were prepared stepping into L.A.? You know, obviously, I'm pretty sure, you know, talking to James, it's a lot you got to learn in New England, like checks, yeah. audibles, things like that. You feel like that was a little bit easier transitioning? Um, I would say preparation, yes. Um, the, the Rams terminology was was different. They had lengthy words to their plays. Like it was it's like a it's like a chapter book. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was tough. It was one of those those playbooks where they're telling every single guy what yeah, to do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> instead of like basically shortening it. But 
going from the Patriots to the Rams, I think it was a pretty smooth transition because you learn that structure, right? And then you're able to take that structure, go to a place that's not, I won't say not structured because it is there's structure. There, it's their own structure, but not as um, high demanding. Mm-hmm. Or because they demand, they they demand your best, but they want everything ain't got to be so, you know, militant. Yeah, for sure. Say. So I I would say taking some of the stuff I learned from the Patriots and kind of like remixing it and basically creating my own day to day regimen. You know, when I got to the Rams, that helped. Uh, you know. Bill Belichick, I obviously, I always respected how straightforward he was, right? He would tell you what you needed, what you wasn't doing right and what you needed to do to do it right. Yeah. Um, and Sean McVay, he would basically speak life into you. Like, mm. and they always said, man, like, if you had some form of like illness, cancer, if you want anybody to break the news to you, you want Sean McVay to break that news to you because yeah, this dude is the most positive dude in the world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know how to <laughs> talk, talk it through. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But at the end of the day, they both were preaching maybe different things, but was trying to get to the same goal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. think that's what they're Different ways but, of doing stuff. And now, yeah. now you retire. You welcome to the retired life. <laughs> kind of let people know what you got going on. We see you got the the GBO cycling. How yeah. how that's been for you? Let let the yeah. people know what it is, where to find it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, launched a spin studio, a fitness, health, and wellness uh, center down in Fort Lauderdale Beach at the W. Uh, for now, we're doing a five month pop up um, where we offering spin classes. But we also offer complimentary recovery, like Normatec boots, um, hyperized massage guns, um, heated and heated heated back and heated knee sleeves, you know, for our riders, just to kind of get that recovery component to it, um, which I feel like that's missing in the kind of the fitness industry. Um, yeah, and we're just trying to just you know give and serve to the people, right? Give give the people what they deserve when they're working out, taking care of their body, man. Like, how do you turn turn your body over, get ready for your next ride, and not sit there and deal with soreness or work out so much where you're just crashing out? Yeah. You never get a chance to take care of your body. Yeah. Um, and, you know, GVO, we're growing. We're building a community. Uh, we welcome all people. You know, we're not, we're not, like, closed off to anyone if – you know, you never really spin or did a, 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 a so obviously cycling is a is a stationary bike, non strenuous. It's a it's a tough ride, forty five minute exercise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real, I was gonna say non strenuous. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not it's not strenuous on your joints, right? You're okay, not pounding you. on your knees. You're not you know killing your shoulders with any kind of workouts. Um, but you still can get results. You can get the results you need. Um, and it's another form of recovery, you know, depending on how you look at it. You can go at your own pace. You can keep up with the class. Um, so it's basically, a, you know, you come in and kind of get in where you fit in. 100%. That's going to be dope, man. Hey, I've, been, I've, been, <laughs> I've been blessed to see, you know, Sony working and putting this whole thing together. And, hey, y'all boys, I... That's been shit real, man. So I respect, you know, I respect, you know, people that can, you know, get in, you know, to spend classes and and work, you know, through them 45 minutes. Cause, you know, just being an athlete, I'm thinking, you know, bro, ain't shit. I'm from Florida. We run all day. Like it ain't, you know, ain't nothing really gonna beat me cardio-wise. And 
man, that he got an instructor, bro. I gotta give a shout out to it. He got an instructor named Mar. She, hey, she real deal, dog. Good energy. <laughs> hey, good energy. Gonna, hey, she gonna take you. She gonna take you through there on that spin cycle, though. But it's like yeah, you bro. said, it's positive energy and it's definitely for a good cause. So shout out to GBO and, and what song got going on right now for yeah, sure. Right. That's fire, man. Next time I'm down in South Florida, I'll be I'll be sure to check it out. I'll be I'll be seeing the pictures, got the view, looking at the beast, <laughs> hey, all that. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, that shit next level. <laughs> yeah, like, like, right? Yeah, ain't never seen nothing like that, man. That's 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 definitely dope, man. But that's, that's big time. That's a wrap for this Money Down, you know, podcast, man. We appreciate you jumping on with us. So make sure you like, subscribe. We on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at the Money Down Pod. Check us out, man. Two stacks. <laughs> yeah, appreciate your bit, dog. Yes, sir, yes, sir.